It's time now for Who's Your Single, where we search for the keys to unlock a successful day at the races. And now here is your host and the leader of FBG Nation, Dan Cronin, joined by C.C. Broadus. Okay, welcome to the first edition of Who's Your Single? This is for December 16th, 2023. I'm CC Broadus. I'm joined by my friend and my boss, Dan Cronin. Dan, how's it going? It's going well. How's it going for you? A pretty busy holiday, but it's going good. Well, Christmas is not that far away. Uh, I've got to figure out a way to get out of the red for the year. My uh, my gambling has been a little bit off this year, as as it normally is. So I'm going to rely on you to give us some some winners and uh, get me out of this hole. You think you can do that? <laughs> we'll sure try. That's that's the whole point of starting up this show is so many people out there have said, you know, I get lucky, I can catch a long shot, I can do this, but I, I always miss the single and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, we're good at doing singles. I don't know about the lucky part, but we, we've been able to get singles home pretty often in these pick fours and fives. It's just a matter of those other races, right? Get lucky and catching that 20 to one shot. Right. You've got to have a handle on, if you're playing a pick five, I think you got to have a, a pretty decent handle on three of the five races. If you just spread it like mad in the other two, but uh, yeah, it's uh pick fives are, are, are tricky subjects. So, and I'm, I'm not the best in the world, but I know you, you hit one to kick off the meat, uh, for about $16,000. So that, that was a, a really nice start. And that, that, when, when you're playing with house money, that's, that's the way to go, right? That's true. Now it's starting to dwindle, <laughs> but we're still playing with house money. So yeah, that's, I mean, it definitely takes the pressure off of you because, you know, you just keep firing away and you try to hit another one and another one. But, uh, that's, I mean, if you're going to play pick fours and pick fives, the only way you can survive is you've got to have those big hits. If you don't, you know, I, I, I finally convinced my father after 20 years to stop playing pick fives because he refused to play them the proper way. So I finally said, look, if you're going to continue to play three by two by four by three by four, and I looked down at his ticket and every horse is between eight to five and five to one, you, you're not giving yourself a chance. You, you have no chance. And it didn't matter how many times I told him, you got to have a race or two where you have six, seven, eight, or nine of them, and then a race you only have one, and probably another race you only have two. If you got a, you know, just a regular budget, you, you got to be able to get through a couple races with just, you know, that one horse or that one one or two horses, and that's it. And then you got to take shots. And if you're not going to do that, then you're better off just betting doubles and trying to grind away or just betting straight and grind away. So now he's back to betting doubles and betting straight. <laughs> but by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. A good win. No, yeah, it, ab- it's, absolutely you know, not. That can cure a lot of sins. But, uh, yeah, that's been one of the hardest adjustments for me is, uh, I, just getting out of my, uh, getting out of, out of my comfort zone of just handicapping horses that I like that I, that, that are probably going to be short odds. In reality, you've got to be, if you're going to make money in this game, you've got to be where everybody else is not. And that's, uh, that's a, you know, the problem I've been dealing with for the last couple of years. I'm trying to change up my wagering 
And, uh, you know, if, if, if you can narrow down your tickets and, 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 and find the right spots to be narrow and the, and the right spots to look for long shots, then I think that's a, a, a path to profitability. I agree. I agree. And I, I think one of the things that, that many players try to do, and, and I've had this, I've, I, I can't tell you how many examples I've shown people is they, they look at a horse that's say eight to five or nine to five and they say, well, I can't single him because if I single him, there's no way it can pay anything. And, and I just start shaking my head. I'm like, that is the absolute complete wrong way to think of it. If you think that eight to five is going to win and you think unequivocally he's the winner, you have to single him. And then you go deep in the races you don't think the nine to five is going to win. There's a nine to five in every race. I mean, let's face it, on all these dirt races, there's always nine to fives and two to ones and six to fives. You pick the one you like the best, you single him, and then you try to beat the other ones. You know, you you can't just bet pick fives where you don't take any of them, and then one of them wins. And the thing, our sixteen thousand dollar one the other night, our single was a was a. I think he paid five dollars. It, it's not. You, I can't tell you how many big tickets I've hit. I mean, you know the one on Derby Day, Jackie's Warrior was even money. Right. You know, yeah. uh, Strobe was eight to five, right. and it it paid a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, you, you can get, you can get massive hits singling it, but you got to be able to, in those other races, you got to say to yourself, all right, this is the race, 12 horse field. I don't like the favorite. I am going to stab everything. It could be you like post positions. It could be it's closer night. You're going to take every closer. It could be I'm going to take every single Churchill down shipper at Turfway. I don't care if they're a hundred to one. I'm going to put them in the ticket. You know, it could be any of those different angles, and just don't even look at the odds and just put them on your ticket. And that's the way you hit. You know, you you can really get some monsters. Um, I've hit a lot of pick fives where I just took every one start horse and caught some Kentucky Downs. I caught one that paid a hundred and eighty dollars or something one year. He was just a one-start horse. I just took them all. I took every one-start horse in the race. It was a baby race. I, I, you know me. I'd rather take a one-start horse than a first-timer. So that's what I did, and I got lucky. And but if you don't put yourself in a position to get lucky, you can't ever get lucky. So that's the way I try to play pick fives. Okay. Before we start uh, and, and dig into the, some of these races on Saturday, uh, we just want to remind everybody to, uh, hit the subscribe button or the like button. I always forget to do that in our podcast, but, uh, hit that subscribe button or like button. Leave a, leave a nice comment. Uh, you'll, you'll have your chances on Apple or Spotify or wherever, whatever outlet that, uh, you're listening to us on. Uh, just, you know, we, we ask that you help us out. And, uh, if you don't have anything good to say, then like mama says, don't say anything at all. So. Dan, real quick, tell us about uh, FatBallGuideRacing.com and uh, FBG Nation. Can you believe it's been nine years? We're in June. June for the Belmont will be our tenth year in business. It doesn't seem like it's been that long, but man, we've evolved. That's for sure. We we went from giving one or two picks at a tr- at one track a day to now we've got seven, eight, nine tracks. We got five, six different handicappers and. And everybody's, you know, really adhering to what we believe and, and we just keep building. I mean, we, 
we used to limit it at 200 members and we got so many different requests. Now we're up to about 330 members and we just keep growing and growing because, you know, we keep it very inexpensive, especially nowadays with all the inflation. I mean, 30 to $40 a month, depending on if you're a small or bigger player, and, you know, 360 bucks for the entire year. If you pay one pay, I mean, that is, that is absolutely nothing these days. So, you know, we try to keep it reasonable to where everybody can participate. We never try to blow out the smaller players. You know, we want as many small players as we can. Um, and then the bigger players, the, all the people that insist, why well, I bet all my own stuff, I always get the feedback that they want to know who we like, even if they want to go against us. I don't care. You think we're going to single to four? You want to single to six? You know who we're singling by having our sheets. So, you know, there's advantages to, to being a part of it. Uh, no matter if, you know, you want to ride along with the star plays and the singles or you just want to know who it is so you can go to a different horse, I, you know, whatever whatever works for you. But uh, it's, it's very, very successful. And, uh, you know, we don't pressure anybody, but we also help people find ADWs too. You know, there's guys that are always asking me, where should I play? Where should I bet? You know, who's better at this and that? And I just, you know, give them our feedback and help them out and, you know, we're always pushing the Kentucky tracks because, you know, me and you, that's where we're that's where we're at. That's where we're playing. The majority of our money is uh, the Kentucky tracks. So, you know, in the winter, we, we venture to some of the other ones. But, you know, the majority of my money is going into those Kentucky tracks. And that's where a lot of the fat ball guys are, are located, too. But not all. We're all across the country. Well, we're going to kick it off with the Kentucky track. Uh, we got Three tracks we're going to talk about, three different horses, and we're going to talk about uh, race number seven at Turfway. It's the Prairie Bayou Stakes, $125,000. Mile 16th stakes race for three and up uh, older horses, the, the male the male division. And uh, you – well, first of all, let's talk about the favorite, the uh, morning line favorites, number seven, Wolfie's Dying of Ghosts, two to one on the morning line for Jonathan Thomas. Tyler Connor rides horses uh, – Loves synthetic. He's four out of six lifetime on synthetic. He also has a win in a, I believe, a stakes race. Yeah, uh, he won the Kentucky Cup Classic last March. Uh, horses in good form coming into this race. Likes to be on the lead. But you're going somewhere else. Uh, Dan, tell us about who you like in the Prairie Bayou. Yeah, I, I'm not one that loves speed at Turfway Park going long. And when I see other horses in there, like Runaway Storm, that that could run you know, with the favorite and, and could inject some pace in here. I I went to the two, the, the horse at uh, Ocean Atlantic with uh, Hot as a Firecracker, Machado. You know, last year, this horse had to have the lead, it seemed like, to win any really good races, you know, win two in a row at Turfway. But then when he couldn't get the lead, he was nowhere to be found. Well, then all of a sudden, his last few races, he's really learned to relax. And that last race at Churchill to me was dynamite. He, he sat forth in that pocket and just waited and waited. And then he went when Gaffleone asked. And, and I think this post position is absolutely perfect for him. He's going to sit about two to three lengths off of Wolfie's Dyna Ghost. I know he's tried him before and had no luck, but last time it was one more step and he was going to get him. And I, I think this little bit of extra distance. I think he's going to get him, and I, I think he's going to get the perfect trip. He's going to ease out on the turn, and uh, I, I really think Ocean Atlantic's a, a solid play if he stays in that three-to-one area, which in a big field like this, 
I think he's going to. I really do. I I think he's going to stay that price, and and I think we're looking at a an eight dollar single, and that that is my single in the late pick five. I think you're you're on the right track. Either everybody's going to try to single Wolfie's Dino Ghost, or they're going to spread out. So if you can land a, a three to one shot, that's really going to uh, not necessarily separate you from the pack in in, in terms of landing a, a giant uh, payout. But that that's that's going to go a long way to 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 get you to that four figure, maybe even a five figure payoff. I, I love this race. First of all, that, you don't necessarily have to play pick fives or pick fours or, or whatnot. You can play trifectas, superfectas, any, anything like that. If you can land a, on a horse that you like, I know there's some bombs in here that that could hit the board underneath. And I'm talking about like horses like five hush of a storm for Bill Morey, who loves Turfway. He's uh, never been off the board in six starts. I, to his out, or further out is number eight Keto Dan from the Eric Foster barn. He, this horse is a, a great stakes winner on grass. He's twenty to one morning line. Number eleven packs a wallet. Uh, makes his first start for Bill Morey. Uh, he transfers here from uh, Doug O'Neill out, out in California. So this horse might be uh, might be live in his uh, first start under a new new barn that uh, gets things done at, at Turfway. So I, I love his race. I love your selection of Ocean Ant- Atlantique. And uh, anything else you want to add before we turn on to uh, to the fairgrounds? Yeah, I'll add one more thing. I think it's wonderful that Tyler Connor goes on Twitter and responds to all of us nut jobs. I think it's great. But the bottom line is he's three for 30 at the meet, and the horse is going to be seven or eight to five. I just think he's the perfect horse to try to beat. And if he beats me, hey, I'll be happy for the kid that he won. But I, I think to me, if you're betting pick fives, you either got a single Ocean Atlantic, or like you said, you got to add those long shots. But don't take Wolfie's Dynagos. He is not the kind of horse to take a two to one, in my opinion. All right, let's turn the page. We're going to fairgrounds, and we're going to race number. Let me look at my notes. Race number nine. This is an allowance optional claimer with a fifty-four thousand dollar purse. Phillies and mares three and up have never won. Two races of the maiden claiming or starter, mile and 16th on the grass. Now, we do need to address the weather. I uh, looked ahead. The weather is it's going to be cool, 62 degrees, with a 90% chance of rain. So this race is on the grass. There is a chance that it comes off. However, the weatherman has been known to be wrong before, so we're going to to uh, to pretend this race is on the grass for now. So, Dan, take it away. Yeah, we got to, it's kind of iffy. We got to have some backups just in case. But, uh, yeah, I, I kept going up and down this, this thing going, man, I, how are they going to beat the 11 musical score for Brad Cox? Number one, it's Brad Cox, right? But number two, the horses that I love rising figures. Anytime I see a, a two year old or a three year old, especially the Phillies, as they continue to get better and better and better, I love when I see 72, 74, 75, 76, 83, you know, she just keeps going up, up, up. And and the competition's getting tougher, and she's still going up little by little by little. So there's no, oh, my God, she's, something's got to be wrong. You know, she jumped 20 points. She's going to bounce. No, nothing like that. She's going to sit probably in that third or fourth, maybe fifth area. And make her run home, and, and these American pharaohs just seem to run on this stuff. And Michael Tabor, the owner, you can't get any better than that. Brad Cox, you can't get any better than that. 
Seven to two to me is a, a solid price. I don't think she's going to stay seven to two, probably in the two to two and a half area. But when I went up and down this race, I just kept saying, well, who, who could beat her? If she doesn't fire her best shot, maybe the seven, Tazwia, uh, maybe the Kenny McPee course that we all bet on back in May, academic honor, but she hasn't been seen since May. Now they put her on the grass. I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's just searching for, you know, what, what to do with her. Uh, maybe he's just trying to give her a race or maybe he thinks it's going to come off the turf. And if it comes off the turf, then obviously she's going to move way up and she might even be the single academic honor, the three horse. But on the grass, I, I just see no threats to this horse. If she, if she fires an 83 to 85 type buyer, I don't see anybody that can run that number. She's got some upside too. She's only run five times and she's a May foal. So she's really only, she's just turned three and a half. So as she gets older, there's, there's more maturity to come. And I think, uh, yeah, you, you're on the right track here with musical score. Uh, if this race comes off the grass, turn back to race seven, another race that would probably come off the, off the turf as well. This is a, uh, maiden two year old five and a half furlongs. Uh, like I said, it's originally scheduled for the turf course, but, uh, rain is in the forecast. Uh, number nine, redeposit is a horse I've always had my eye on. I took a lot of money in his debut at Keeneland and he ran third after a tough trip. Comes back and runs, uh, at Churchill, goes off three to one behind a really heavily bet Steve Asmussen million dollar baby. And he, he, he ran well. He, he, he was fine. He, he set the pace. Uh, got weary late. He really never did switch leads all the way down the stretch. And I think that cost him second. Uh, he ships the fairgrounds, goes on first Lasix. There is not a lot of turf pedigree there. Uh, Omaha Beach probably could probably get him on the turf, but on the dam side, there's, there's a lot of broad, broad brush and, uh, Medallia Doro and some other dirt sires. And I, I, I just think this horse is, uh, better equipped for a, a run on the grass or excuse me run on the dirt and uh yeah i'm not touching this horse if the if the race remains on the grass but i will uh i will look to uh to wager on him if the race is transferred to the dirt i don't blame you i mean he's the horse to beat if they come off only the four who uh tom amos mighty message would be the only other one i'd take a look at and only because you know, with that new website, you can really watch a lot of these workouts now. And if you watch his workouts, man, and maybe he's just a morning glory because he did not fire at all his first time. But maybe he's just one that needs Lasix. Maybe he needed a race. I'm not so sure. But if you just forget that race, the four is the only horse that I would even consider beating the nine. So I, I would think the nine, if he would stay in that three to one area, would be a great bet if they come off the turf. The four horse mighty message is a two hundred thirty thousand dollar two year old training purchase by Golden Sense, so you know he's a looker. And uh, yeah, the the money was there first time out nine to one in a ten horse field gets first Lasix. So yeah, that's I'm with you. So uh, we've got one more to one more race to look at. Uh, turn to Gulfstream Park race number one. Uh, believe it or not, I think it's going to rain down there as well, but uh, this will not affect. Our horse in race number one. I don't have a uh, 
a morning line here. I don't know if you do or not, but uh No, they're 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 killing us with these morning lines at Gulfstream. They try as long as they can to bring them out. <laughs> that's that's no good. No bueno. But uh tell us about your single race 1 at Gulfstream. Yeah, I went to the bottom horse with Saez for Bob Hess. I I'm going to pronounce this. I know I'm going to be wrong, but Mana Kia Bound. Does that Sounds sound good to me. Close yeah. enough. I love turnbacks going seven. I, I, it's one of my favorite bets. I don't love California shippers normally, but he gets Saez, who's my favorite rider on the planet. You get blinkers on, you got a turn back on the outside with tactical speed, which means he's not going to be far back. He's going to be probably sitting in that three length back tops, maybe even closer than that. Cause there's not a lot of speed in here. It's a drop in class. Um, I mean, he's got everything going for him. Now he could, they could open up and be four to five for all I know, uh, because there's not a lot in here other than Bravo's horse for Engler and nobody, nobody bets on Jeff Engler. So I, I would doubt that he takes a lot of money. Maybe the two Hay River will take a little bit of money. So we might be staring at Captain Obvious, but the other four races in that early pick five are not easy. So I would just say, Take this single, be done with it, and spread in those other races and hope to get lucky later because this horse, if he runs 84, 75, 84, right in there that he's run the last three times, there's nobody that can touch that. And the turn back and the blinkers on and Saez and the outside post, he's got everything. So if he gets beat, I'm just going to get beat with him. This race is written perfectly for this horse. It's a uh, maiden optional claiming, which means – the race is for Florida breads. Unless you want to run for a tag, then you can be bred anywhere. But the, the tag is $40,000. Monarchia Bound is a Florida bred that's been running in California. He started off his career in uh, in, in Florida in, in these same state bred races. He shipped to California, and he's in a lot better form than he was uh, at the beginning of his career. So he faces uh, what looks to be a, a really – not a not an inspiring bunch, I, I guess you could say. And Hess adds blinkers and, and Louis Saez. I think that's a a massive rider switch as well. So yeah, I, I I'm concerned about the price, but I think this is the one. Yep, that's sometimes that you know I, I I tell people this a lot. CC, I don't write the races. Sometimes you just got to take what they give you, or don't play. I mean, you don't have to play, but you know if you're staring at a horse that you think might be favored, but you also think he can't lose, you just got to single him. Just single him and move on. And, you know, one times five times six is a lot better than taking three by three by three. And you're pretty much the same price. So you got a chance in those other races. Go deep. You know, try to get lucky. Um, there's uh, the third and fourth races for sure are really tough races. And, and really the second race, um, I mean, there's that's a 10-horse field that probably seven or eight of them can win at Gulfstream. So I think you go short in the in the first leg and the fifth leg, and and go as deep as your budget allows in the second, third, and fourth. And uh, you got it. You got a chance. You just got to catch. You know, at Turfway, you want to catch two prices to bring down the roof. At Gulfstream, you you just got to catch one, and you can get a decent little get little pick five. You're not going to catch 10 grand, but you know, you can catch 800, 1200, 1500. I mean, they, they happen like that all the time down there. Okay. Let's real quick, let's recap 
your selections for uh, for Saturday or your 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 singles. Uh, Turfway, race seven, the Prairie Bayou Stakes. You like number two, Ocean Atlantique, uh, three to one morning line. At the fairgrounds, in the ninth race, you like number eleven, Musical Score, at seven to two. That's pending. The race stays on the uh, the grass, of course. And then Gulfstream, race number one, Monakia Bound. And we do not know the morning line, but it's probably going to be somewhere around four to five, I would think. But uh, we'll see. But, uh, uh, Dan, anything else you want to add before we sign off? Uh, uh, I will ask you one more time to uh, to reiterate how we how people can get in contact with you to uh, maybe to subscribe to to your service. Uh, Fatball Guide Racing. Uh, uh, I, I caught racing's first interactive uh, handicapping service. Yeah, that's true. We don't sell a piece of paper. We got a group of guys and, you know, as you know, we we're on the WhatsApp all the time together and friendships develop. I can tell you, I've probably picked up at least 30 to 40 friends that when I tour the country and go places, you know, we meet up. I mean, there's guys meeting up without me all the time. They're, they go fishing together. They, they meet for NASCAR races. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that goes on now, now that all these, these guys met, they just, you know, we call them fat ball guys. They're all fat ball guys. And, uh, you know, we meet up. I think we had about 25 guys at Keeneland in the spring. So, you know, there's meetups, there's friendships. It's not just a piece of paper. And, you know, everybody's looking for, for buddies that bet horses because I know it's getting slimmer and slimmer each year. And, uh, we're it. All you got to do is join up and we're not trying to take your money. That's, that's for sure. We're, we take a small, small piece and, and that's it. And we try to help and have fun. All right. I'll remind you one more time. Hit the subscribe or the like button. Uh, also catch, uh, our podcast, uh, the auxiliary gate. Uh, we've got about 165 episodes of those over the last three years that you could uh, listen to over the Christmas holidays. And that's, uh, that's all for now. Uh, Dan, I thank you for joining us and, uh, uh, I'm going to borrow your, uh, your, your sign off, uh, to all the people listening out there, we thank you for joining us. And uh, when Ocean Atlantique has the lead at the eighth pole, we're all going to be screaming together, don't fall off. Good night, everybody.